Yo, what's up, boys? Welcome back to the Scoop and Score podcast with Nick and Rick. Another amazing week of football. A lot of great stuff to get to cover today, including the Ravens-Chiefs games, the Packers bouncing back, and the big question of the week, are the Texans legit? Uh, we're also going to be doing our picks for the week, and then our new segment, our hot takes for this coming week. We've got another guest on the pod, so let's get straight into it. Nick, Hayden, how are you guys? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Hayden, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks. Awesome. Well, boys, I mean, another great week, like I said. I think the, probably the best game of the week was the Ravens and the Chiefs. Nick, I know you've been absolutely dying to uh, <laughs> to chat about Lamar Jackson, so I'll let you get right into that. You know what, man? I am over the moon. Patrick Mahomes' first loss in September, Patrick Mahomes' first interception in September. The Ravens were down by 10 points at one point, came back. Lamar Jackson absolutely put the team on his back and carried them like he did that fourth and one from your own 42-yard line with a minute left. He carries the team over the line for the win, absolutely over the moon. I like I, I don't even know. I can't even get into it. Hayden, what did you think? It was amazing, man. I got Lamar in our uh, fantasy league, and so I was watching the game, and I was a little worried after Watkins kind of slipped up there, and he threw that pick early. Obviously not his fault, but to come back and the coaching staff having the confidence to go for that fourth and one and just seal the deal there, was it's amazing. And it just kind of shows how athletic and what a good football player Lamar Jackson is. Absolutely. I think the Ravens... You know, they had a slow start. They gave up quite a few points on defense there. But I think, you know what, overall, I think an all-around phenomenal effort. I think Villanueva moving over to left tackle was putting him in his more natural spot. was a good spot for yeah. him. And then uh, for uh, for Patrick McCarry to come in there and start his first ever game at right tackle and have it be against Chris Jones on the Chiefs, like, come on. Come on. You know what I mean? You can't You can't write a better storybook than that. Yeah, I'd have to agree. And I, I honestly, I ex- I mean, I think we talked about this last week. I expected the Chiefs to just absolutely shred uh, the Ravens after what we saw against the Raiders week one. But uh, no, it was a great effort. I mean, I got to hand it to them, obviously. I mean, I'm not a big Ravens fan, so I definitely was rooting for the Chiefs. But I do <laughs> applaud the effort. I still think it's LaFraud Jackson, but we'll have to see how they... Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. They're one and one. They're, you know, let's not start planning the parade route yet. But a, a good win. I will I will give them that. And um, I think that, that, that that's a gut check, you know. That's a great gut check win. And let's see how they can uh, how they can do rest of the year. Um, the Packers, another team that had a tough week one, they bounced back in a big way last night, albeit against the Lions. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams looked absolutely unstoppable. I think the the Lions pretty much gave up after the third quarter. Um, how much of that game did you guys catch, and what were your thoughts? Uh, you know what? When my satellite wasn't sh- deciding to shit its pants, uh, I caught uh, I caught most of the first half. Uh, you know what? I needed twenty something points from Devonte Adams, and he didn't get it for me, so I took a loss in one of my leagues. But uh, you know, I think the Packers really came out and said, "You know what? Like Aaron Rodgers said, relax, relax. It's one game. Yeah. You know what? It was a terrible game, and then now to turn around and see the Saints lose that badly to Carolina." 
I mean, it was a bad game, but you know what? Relax. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's the reigning MVP. Don't worry about it. They're going to do fine. Aaron Jones was absolutely on fire last night. Yeah. Three receiving touchdowns. Yeah. Like, just absolutely monster game from Aaron Aaron Jones. And overall, I got, the Packers bounced back. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised that Aaron Jones had such a crazy game after week one. I was getting a little bit worried about him. He was my first-round pick in the draft in our league, so I was a little bit scared. But those uh, only six receptions, but three of those were touchdowns. For running back. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable fantasy value there. Yeah. And that extra mm-hmm. rushing touchdown as well. That's crazy numbers for him. And It's good to see the Packers kind of get back into it after week one where literally everything that could have gone wrong pretty much went wrong for them. So Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, Nick, like you said, Aaron Rodgers was kind of just telling everyone to calm down. I mean, everyone does love to overreact, especially in a situation like that. But, I mean, the Packers are going to be a great team this year. It's a long season. I think they showed last night, albeit against an inferior opponent, but they dominated like they're supposed to. And I think they're going to, they're going to be back on track. Um, I was a bit surprised, that, Nick, as you mentioned about the Saints. I really thought the Saints looked great against the Packers week one. I think that's a great football team. They had a bit of a rough rough time against the Panthers there. I mean, uh, they did not look good. Jameis Winston did not look good after looking so efficient week one. What do we think about the Saints? Are they getting a little bit old? Is Jameis going to be someone they can rely on to carry them to the playoffs? Or what do we think about the Saints? I don't know. I mean, is he turning back into Jameis of old, where it's uh, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions in a season? Uh, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, that Panthers D looked really good. I don't know if, again, I don't know if that's the Saints making them look good or if the Panthers D is actually just that good. But I don't know. I mean, didn't see a lot from them. I know Michael Thomas is still on the IR till week seven. Um, so maybe him coming back later on kind of revamps them too. But uh, I know it's a longer season, but you don't want to lose too many too early in the season. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like Jameis Winston is a talented quarterback and everything. He wouldn't be my ideal starting quarterback if I was a coach, a head coach in the NFL. But I think that week one kind of made people think and get a little bit ahead of themselves a little bit early uh, with their expectations for him. But we'll see how they do. I, I don't really think they're a playoff team in my opinion, but uh, yeah. things can change pretty quickly. Starting with the hot takes early. <laughs> one of many. One of many, one of many. There we go. Well, do we think they turn to Taysom Hill? I mean, how long do you think the leash is for Jameis Winston? Do you think? I, I think myself, it's probably looking at five to six games. If things are going, you know, on a downward slide, I think they have to make a move at QB there. What do you think? Uh, what do you think that looks like? How long do you think he has to prove himself? So if I look at if I look at their the Saints coming schedule, they play the Patriots this week. Then they have the Giants, then they have Washington, and then they have their bye. But after the bye, it gets a little tougher with Seattle and Tampa. But you know what? I think if I'm them, like, I I mean, these three games, the Patriots, the Giants, and Washington, those are all three winnable games for sure. Um, I think I'd keep them in there. As long as they're still winning, I'm rolling with them. I don't really care what his numbers look like as long as they're winning. Uh, But then after the bye, I think it gets a lot tougher, and that's kind of where you're in gut check mode, where it's like, okay – if you lose to Seattle, you lose to Tampa, and then you play Atlanta, uh, maybe Atlanta's kind of Taysom Hill time. Yeah. To be fair, two really good defenses, the Pats and the uh, and Washington have a couple of solid defenses there. So those games, you know, I think may be a little bit tougher than you think. But, yeah, I, th- I think I agree mm-hmm. with that for sure. Um, Hayden, what about you? Yeah, I agree. And about those defenses, like Washington, I don't feel has been kind of living up to that 
kind of expectation where everyone talks about how amazing their defense is. I've I kind of need to see a little bit more from them this season. They have the names that down there, but I just need a little more performance before I go full out on uh, how great the Washington defense is. But yeah, I think um, just like I said, Jameis Winston wouldn't be my ideal starting quarterback for my team. I don't think Taysom Hill would be either. Another great, amazing athlete, and no one else can really do what he can do. Just doing everything basically. But um, yeah, I, I think they're going to have to ride with Winston for a long time. Like Nick said, at least till the bye week. But I think he'll be the guy throughout the season. I don't necessarily think the Saints will have a bad year, but I don't see them getting in that wild card with the Bucks probably taking that division. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. And uh, talking about Washington, so Hayden, I know you're a pretty big Giants fan. Talk mm-hmm. to uh, that game. Well, let, let's start with you. How was that game? I mean, there was times where you know Daniel Jones looked great. He looked yeah. probably the best I've ever seen him. Yeah, the defense played really well. Sometimes, other times, they just could not, uh, mm. you know, could not cover anyone. So, <laughs> coming from a Giants fan, what was that game like? Well, a little bit of a roller coaster at the end there, um, with the whole offside on the field goal thing. <laughs> I, Nick, and a bunch of other guys. I think I got sent about twenty memes this week just dealing with that. But like disappointing, obviously. Like uh, playing another. East team and and dropping that one when you definitely had a shot to win is a little bit gut wrenching. But yeah, I was really happy with Daniel Jones. Um, I think people kind of just write off the Giants and for good reason. I'll give you that. Like we're not a good one. The defense overall, I would still say, is atrocious. Um, But Daniel Jones has weapons, and if he's able to use them, he can have games like that. I get nervous every time he runs the ball that he's going to fumble it. Literally every single time he runs up. <laughs> you know what? Like, uh, there was a point uh, I was watching Red Zone with some of the boys this weekend, and up until pretty close to the end of the first set of Sunday games, Daniel Jones was the leading rusher for, like, a long time still, like, throughout the league for the week, which was really odd. But, you know, he can uh, he's trying to show that he's a little versatile, but I'm not buying it anytime soon. And Saquon Barkley, I mean, obviously coming back from a pretty big injury, he has not looked the same since he's been back, which is understandable. But, I mean, you need him to have a huge year, and just so far he has not looked like the Saquon of old in any way. No. Absolutely. I I mean, I think, like, having a running game, right? Like, the whole point of having that balanced offense is, okay, if you're going to run the ball all the time, well, we're going to stop the run. Well, now you open it up to pass, right? But when you kind of take away that run game, when Saquon's not really putting up Saquon numbers, well, you kind of don't have to worry too much about the run. You shut down the pass a little bit better. Exactly. And I mean, I'm looking at the stats right now. Saquon, 13 for 57. So he's averaging 4.4 a carry, which isn't too bad. But Daniel Jones, 9 for 95 and a touchdown. You kind of <laughs> expect the numbers maybe to be flipped there with Saquon going 9 for 95 for a touchdown. Yeah. So, hey, maybe we'll have a Daniel Jones situation where, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick a couple of years ago was the Miami Dolphins' leading rusher for the season. Maybe we're turning <laughs> towards something like that. And I can tell you as a Dolphins fan, that's never a situation that you want to run into. So, uh, hey, I mean, we'll have to see. Saquon, of course, is a, a generational talent, and we'll have to monitor that situation as we kind of go on throughout um, – throughout the season. Um, just to, I wanted to highlight a few other games from this uh, from this week. And honestly, I mean, a lot of the games were nice and close. There was a couple blowouts, but I like to see a lot of the games coming down, you know, last second field goals, that sort of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. The best game I saw personally was the Cardinals Vikings game. That game was mm-hmm. just a seesaw battle back and forth. Kyler Murray continuing to have just like an MVP S season. Um, what about you guys? What was your kind of favorite games from the uh, the past week? Well, I'm a little biased, so I'm obviously going to say the Ravens game from uh, from Sunday night. I think Lamar shines during prime time. I think that's an awesome matchup. Two two MVPs back in back to back seasons yeah. for Patrick Mahomes and then Lamar Jackson. Uh, oh, I, I have to say that one. I think number one, like not even a question in my yeah. mind. That's best game of the week. Uh, just kind of reminded me of the the Ravens Browns game last year when Lamar left because he had to he had cramps. Uh, which I think is just code for he had to poop, um, but came back to win it fourth and fourth and ten throws a pass to Marquise Hollywood Brown for the win. Uh, I, I got to pick that one. Hayden, what about you? Um, I'm going to go with the Rams and the Colts game. Um, it was a close one, only three points, but Cooper Cup just going off. I yeah. unfortunately do not have him in fantasy this year after having him for I think the two previous seasons. But what a game! Like. This kid can really play, mm-hmm. and, and I think the Rams kind of. I don't really know what to think about them yet. We got Stafford in there now um, with Goff in Detroit, but I'm kind of interested to see how their season goes. And now the Colts are zero two, so I can laugh at Carl Martinez quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and and especially leading into this week, I mean, the Rams play the Bucks yeah. right in yeah. in LA in SoFi Stadium, like. I think that's a that's an awesome game. That that's game of the week. I think this week coming up for sure. Yeah, and I think that'll be a really good check of just exactly where the Rams are at. I mean, Stafford's looked great. I think, like I said last week, he is that missing piece, and I think Cooper Cup is going to be his favorite target all year. Yeah, but let's see. You know, next week I'm be really interested to see how they do perform against that Bucks team, which has picked up exactly where they left off last year. Looks like they barely missed, you know, kind of a week. It, it's been great to see. Um, I do want to go over Nick. Last week, you made the hot take that Derrick Henry was not going to have the same sort of season that he did last two years. I'm just going to read his stat line over to you, and just tell me if this is great or not. Just, I'm just, just curious. 35 carries, 182 yards, and three scores, as well as six receptions for 55 yards, has 230 all-purpose yards, basically putting the team on his back and carrying them to that W. Is that great or is that great? Just wondering. Uh, I don't think that's too great. Um, oh, come on. You know what? You know what? Derrick Henry, I, you know what I think my problem is with Derrick Henry? I had him in fantasy a couple of years ago and I dropped him. He wasn't doing too good. I let him go. And then the first week after I let him go, he has that monster 99-yard run against Houston. And... Like, I don't know what happens. Every time I play against this guy, he absolutely destroys me. The guy I played in fantasy this week had him starting. He didn't have a single point scorer over, like, 15, except for Derrick Henry. With with 45. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right? So it's like, my team just got destroyed. I mean, my team was pretty trash this week anyways. Uh, But, yeah, you know what? I I, I don't know. I I hate Derrick Henry. I hope you're listening (laughs) to this, Derrick. I hate you. You made an enemy for life. And what about his boy, A.J. Brown, who I know you have on your team? A little bit of a tough start to the year for him. Had a pretty quiet day on Sunday. Julio Jones coming in there, six six receptions, sorry, for 128 yards. You a little worried that Julio's going to eat into A.J.'s uh, targets this year? 
You know what? I think I, I'm definitely a little bit worried. I know you traded me AJ Brown, and I know I was I liked it just for the for the idea that okay, Julio's coming in now. They kind of have a one-two receiver. They're going to have to put a little bit more on Julio, but turns out they're just putting more on AJ Brown. So, yeah, yeah, I think you won that trade. I think so too. <laughs> definitely be a situation to monitor. Um, and just a couple of the games, I just wanted to shout out uh, my Cowboys who came through and beat the Chargers back to one and one. And then I mean, just the, uh, the a couple rookie quarterbacks had another tough week. Trevor Lawrence oh. and that. I mean, when Urban Meyer's putting out a statement after the game asking the fans to please stay with us, that's never a good thing. I mean, the week Jaguars two, have no. looked. Yeah, week two. It's uh, <laughs> that's got to be a, like a week ten and after thing for me. You got to at least make it till there. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll go back to college soon. And then Zach Wilson just. I mean. Oh, that that's a tough game. Patriots secondary is good, but wow, uh, he he looked pretty bad. I think that was a welcome to the NFL moment for him. Um, so yeah, I mean, all in all, a really great week of football. I'm excited for this coming week. We're starting with the Panthers and Texans, which kind of leads into our next topic. Texans, I mean, they've looked pretty. They've looked pretty solid. Um, unfortunately, Tyrod Taylor, the guy cannot catch a break. He is out again. They will be starting Davis Mills this upcoming Thursday, but I think it's going to be a pretty good, you know, the Panthers are two and oh, so let's see where both of these teams are at. I'm actually excited, a rare excitement for a Thursday night game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what? I mean, uh, yeah, just awful luck for Tyrod Taylor. I'm still on the conspiracy theory that Justin Herbert paid the team doctor to do that. That's my conspiracy theory. Uh, but yeah, absolutely tough start. You hate to see it for a guy who's been around the league for a while. He's bounced around. Uh, but you know what? Who knows? Maybe this Davis Mills guy comes out. Maybe he's the next Patrick Mahomes. Maybe that's my hot take. <laughs> Maybe he's going to come out here and absolutely take the league by storm and absolutely light it up. I mean, maybe not. I could be completely wrong. I've been wrong before, and I'll probably be wrong again. So who knows? I, something tells me you're going to be wrong. I mean, Davis Mill, you know, nothing against him. Third round pick. Guy's obviously, you know, obviously a solid quarterback, but I don't think he's going to be the next Mahomes. But hey, um, I want to run through the 2-0 and teams that I find a little bit surprising, starting with the Raiders and Broncos. Um, what do we think, boys? Are the, are the Raiders and Derek Carr back? Are they legit this year? Is John Gruden finally showing, you know, that kind of offensive... Uh, master class that he's always bragged about or are they legit or what are we thinking ah you know what i mean two tough wins like they beat the steelers who are a really good football team this year they beat the obviously they beat my ravens there in overtime uh you know what i don't know i'm not i'm not sold i'm not jumping on the raiders bandwagon just yet uh but definitely the broncos are not legit yeah. i'm 100 like <laughs> no not legit at all wait beating not the jaguars doesn't count doesn't count as legit no no, no, okay, no, absolutely okay. does not count as being legit when uh, Zach Wilson throws two interceptions on two plays, like four interceptions on the day, does not count. I could have picked off Zach Wilson in that game. Great. I mean, like, yeah. no, does not count in the least. I think uh, I think the Broncos are not legit. The Raiders, not fully sold yet, though. Yeah, I kind of I kind of think the same. I'm 100% against the Broncos. Don't think it's going to happen. The Raiders, it's I'm kind of interested how things are going to go, right? Like, yeah, rushing wise, Peyton Barber and Ken Drake, like, will that be a playoff level team? I I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, but we'll see. You know, surprises happen every year. Maybe this is the team that kind of comes out of nowhere and 
and shocks anyone or everyone, sorry, in a tough division, maybe they pick up a wild card um, with the Chiefs taking that division. Yeah, Josh Jacobs listed as very questionable for this week with a toe and an ankle. I don't like. I don't like to see questionables pop up on my fantasy team, and I definitely <laughs> don't like to hear John Gruden say the words "very questionable." Yeah. So, yeah, that's tough. Fantasy I mean, owners beware. You're in a tough Look, spot right now with your running back situation. I mean, who, who are you trotting mm-hmm. out this week? Who's on the? Uh, who's oh on the my god, man! I don't even want to get started into that. I mean, if I'm looking at one league here, I'm sitting at a. Uh, Austin Eckler, which is a huge one. I absolutely love Austin Eckler in a full PPR. I still can't believe he fell to me at seven. Um, and then Josh Jacobs is starting right now, but he's listed as questionable. I mean, who knows? Maybe Ty Johnson against Denver. Uh, Bradley Chubb out likely six to eight weeks on that ankle surgery. Uh, or Peyton Barber or Sony Michelle. So my options are, are very limited there. Uh, and then if I flip over, I'm starting James Conner which I'm not super jazzed about either. Marlon Mack's getting put on the waivers. He's getting dropped yeah. as, as quickly as I can. Uh, I was like minutes away from getting uh, the Patriots running back there, and he went off, so that kind of hurts. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, tough tough, tough, tough running backs for me right yeah. now. Slim pickings. I mean, Sony Michelle's not a bad guy to have, though, right now. I believe Henderson got injured last week, and I think yeah. his status for this week is questionable. So Sonny, Mich- Sonny Michelle would be that number one guy in that Rams offense. Arguably not a great play against that Bucks D. But I mean, you know, I'd rather have Sonny Michelle than Peyton Barber. No offense to Peyton Barber. <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, I mean, on a, I, I, had a, I had a rough week in fantasy as well. I had a couple big wins, a couple big losses. It's been kind of all over the place for me. Obviously, Derek Henry went off. I picked up Ezekiel Elliott. I traded Justin Jefferson for him this week, so I am excited about that. Mm. But, yeah, it's been a bit of a tough start to fantasy. I mean, I think a lot of the big guys are having a little bit of slow starts, and you got a lot of, you know, kind of underrated guys who are kind of popping off a little bit. So that'll definitely be something uh, to watch for the coming weeks. Um, Before we move on, there's one guy I did want to – I did want to talk about their Cordero Patterson. Uh, he had a monster game for the Falcons there. Uh, I've got him in for some waiver claims here. They have him listed as a running back now on fantasy, which is pretty nice. Yeah. He had seven, ran seven times for 11 yards and a touchdown. And he had five of six catches for 58 yards and a touchdown. You know what I mean? Um, so uh, maybe he's a guy to look for on the waiver wire. And they've, they've got a pretty favorable matchup against the Giants this week, who are 25 against the running back. So who knows? Maybe he's uh, maybe he's a decent little fantasy pickup. Not yeah, cool. except for you, Hayden. I just looked him <laughs> you up. Can shut your mouth. Man, I had no idea who that was. So. <laughs> well, I'm telling you right now, you're not getting them. I have first waiver priority, so you're not even get. Don't even think about it. Don't even put in your claim. It's not worth your time. <laughs> so I can love it. <laughs> yeah, a couple guys I'm looking at this week. Uh, one, honestly, Derek Carr. I've been really impressed with his start to the season, so I am looking to pick him up just to stash on my bench. And then as well, I'm looking at Rondale Moore, that rookie from the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray's been looking at him a lot the past couple weeks. Week one, only targeted five times, puts up 68 yards, but has a monster week last week. Targeted eight times, seven receptions, 114 yards, and a touchdown. So that's definitely a guy I'm looking to add in a lot of my leagues. Um, LaVisca Cheneau is a guy I'm looking to get rid of as soon as possible has been a really disappointing start. And honestly, I don't want anyone associated with that Jaguars team. 
It's just, I think, a fantasy. Except for maybe James Robinson. Yeah, he's sitting on my bench. I don't want to give him up because I picked him up off uh, waivers after week one last year, and he was a big part of my team. Um, but yeah, that Jaguars team just looks like a fantasy no-go for me. Um, let's look ahead to the coming week. I think it's going to be another fantastic week. Nick, do you want to start running us through the uh, the upcoming week games? Absolutely. So here we go. So just an update on last week. I had 10 picks, right? Andrew had 11 and Rick is in first with 12. Uh, so we're going to keep that running total going and making sure that uh, we can beat our guests. Nice. Uh, so yeah, so we'll start with the Thursday night game here. Um, Carolina and Houston. Uh, Carolina are eight point favorites. So that's uh, that's pretty handy. And the over under is 43. Yeah, I honestly, I you know what, I was going to roll with the Texans uh, until Tyrod Taylor got injured. Um, I think it's just a nice story to see. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on Davis Mills. I think Tyrod was kind of the engine that was running that team. And without that, I think they're going to be the Texans that everyone expected them to be. Uh, so I'll roll with the Panthers, and I am going to roll with the over. I think 43 is a, is a very nice number to, uh, to take that over with there. Absolutely. Hayden, what do you think? I am the exact same way. Um, I was kind of considering the Texans exact same until I heard that injury, and now it's just a really a no-brainer for me. So has to be Panthers. has to be the over. Perfect. All right, next game we have, we have Arizona and Jacksonville. Uh, the over is 52. Personally, I think that the, Pan- the Cardinals can hit that over pretty much by themselves <laughs> against that Jaguars D. Uh, and the Cardinals are only seven and a half point favorites, though. So I, I think it should be more. I think that looks like a 14 point favorite to me. But who knows? What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray's looked absolutely incredible this year. I think that's just a no brainer. Uh, the Jags are in for a rough year. And I think Trevor Lawrence is in for a rough day with that uh, with that Cardinals D. I think J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones are probably just licking their lips right now. They cannot wait to get to Sunday. Um, yeah, I mean, going with the Cardinals there. Going with the over as well, I do think the the Jags are going to be able to put up some points against that Cardinals D, but I don't think they're going to be able to score with them at all. I'm also taking the cards, but I'm going to go with the under. Um, Not thinking that we're going to get much from Trevor Lawrence this week. Um, Just think the cards defense is too good, so cards with the under. All right. Hayden, this one hits a little close to home for you, so we're going to tee you up first for this one. We've got Atlanta and the New York football Giants. Uh, The Falcons, or actually the Giants, sorry, are three-point favorites, and the over-under is 48. I was pleasantly surprised. I really wasn't sure how much the Vegas was going to hate on the Giants, but we're at the favorites. It's probably going to be very rare this season. So obviously I got to go with the Giants and I'm praying for the over. I'm good. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think that's going to be probably a shootout just because I don't think either team's going to be able to keep the other one out of the end zone. So I'm going to yeah. go with the over. I'm going to go with the Falcons though. Um, I just think they have better, they have a, they have better weapons than the Giants do. And I think Daniel Jones is going to come crashing down to earth. I haven't seen him put many back-to-back good performances together. So, Hayden, I'm sorry, but I, I got to roll with the uh, the Falcons there. It is very fair to think that way. <laughs> yeah, 
You know what? I got to agree. I got to take the Falcons. I just don't think the Giants are are, uh, are going to put it all together. Uh, I think, you know what? The Falcons put up 25 points against the Bucks, which is pretty good um, for uh, for that team. And considering they only had six week one, uh, yeah, I've got to I've got to roll with the Falcons, and I definitely love the over. I think that's going to be an absolute shootout, like Eric said. Yeah. Uh, next one, this one's for me. I'll start this one off. <laughs> We've got the Ravens and the Lions. Absolutely not a question. Wouldn't even think twice. No bias at all. I've got the Ravens for sure winning that game. Eight point favorites. The over under of forty nine and a half. I actually probably like the under in that game for the sole factors. I don't think that. Alliance offense will do anything, anything at all. I think they're going to be totally useless. I've got the Ravens and the under. What about you guys? Well, we were supposed to keep the hot takes for after this segment, but I'm just going to roll right into this one. I'm taking the Lions. I think Jared Goff has at least 300 passing yards and three passing TDs. I'm taking the Lions to win a close one. Uh, let's Fucking say wrong. let's say I'm going to take them with a last uh, ten seconds left. Austin Seibert is going to kick a plus forty yard game winning field goal to absolutely make Nick cry this week. Wow, that's uh, that would be something. Uh, that's what... Under or over, Eric? What do you think? We'll go with the over. We'll go with the over. I got Ravens in the over. Um, you know what? I saw flashes from the Lions in that game against the Packers. At the beginning, you know, things were – they weren't the best, but I think they can put some points up in the board, but I think the Ravens end up just running away with it uh, in the second half. All right. Uh, so moving on for Eric being fucking wrong. <laughs> um, we have the Bears and the Browns, okay? A little Midwest matchup here. You've got Chicago coming in as a seven-point underdogs. And you have the over-under of 46.5. What do you guys think? I think that's going to be a game for the under right there. Both a solid couple of defenses. I do believe Justin Fields may be starting that game if Dalton is out, which I think he might be. I think he's listed as sort of a questionable, but they're not optimistic. He's got a bone bruise in that knee. I think they're just really happy that it's not an ACL, which is what it looked like originally. Uh, but yeah, I do believe Justin Fields is in line for his first career start. I'm high on Justin Fields. If I was making my first career start, I would not want it to be against that Browns defense. Um, I'm going to go with the Browns just because I think they are a better team, but I will take the under in that one. I got the Bears and the under as well. I think uh, Justin Fields comes out, gets his first win and his first start. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. It's going to come down to who can kick the goal in the fourth quarter. Wow, you think it'll be that close, yeah, eh? Yeah, I really do. Um, I've got the Browns. I'm kind of torn on the over-under here. I mean, 47 points. You're looking at about 24 per team. Um, you know what? I think that game opens up a lot. I like the over on that one, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we got an AFC North matchup up next year with the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, who are three-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I've really got um, – I think I've got Pittsburgh winning this one, and an over-under of 43-and-a-half. I personally like the over. 
I think that's going to be a good game. I think the Steelers looked really good week one, not so much week two. I've seen flashes from the Bengals, but not enough from them yet. I'm I'm going to roll with the Steelers and the over, but I think that one is really going to be another close one. That's probably going to come down to like Hayden said, who can uh, you know who's going to be able to kick that field goal in the fourth quarter. I'm going Steelers and the under because I think that the Bengals aren't going to be able to do a thing on offense. I didn't like how they played last week. Things just didn't seem to be clicking for them. And I think the Steelers take advantage and kick their bats. There we go. What do we have next, Nick? Sorry, I forgot my mic was muted for a second. Uh, We got another ASC matchup. Uh, This is Carl's team here. We have the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Tennessee Titans. Titans are five-and-a-half-point favorites, over under a 48. What are your thoughts? I mean, I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be starting, so it looks like we're going to, it's going to be Jacob Eason season, who did not look good at all last week. Um, yeah, I, I don't like the Colts in that one. Um, I think I, I'll go with the over just because I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and I'd love my boy Derek Henry to go off again. I'm going to go roll with the Titans, and I'll take the over. Exact same. Um, really nothing to add to that. Um, I think Derrick Henry is going to rip them apart, and the Colts will have another disappointing game. Yeah, you know what? Um, I like the Titans for sure. Uh, I like the under, personally. I'm not a, like I'm not a fan of new quarterbacks coming in. Um, I don't think they're going to do a heck of a lot. I think that offense kind of depended on Carson Wentz. Uh, that running back by committee might not really work out too well. Uh, so I've got the Titans, but I've got the under 48. Uh, so our next matchup here, another divisional game. Uh, we've got the Chargers taking on the Chiefs. Chiefs are six and a half point favorites, and the over-under is 55 and a half. Yeah, I mean, no surprise there. I don't think for that over, that's going to be another shootout. I'm personally very excited to watch that game. You got Justin Herbert facing off against Patrick Mahomes, two guys who love to fire the ball pretty much as far downfield as they possibly can. Um, I'm rolling with, I think that's going to be a, that's going to be a really good game. The Chargers have looked a lot better than they did last year. The Chiefs obviously are probably going to be one of the best teams in the AFC. Um, I'm gonna roll. With the, I'm gonna roll with the Chargers, though. I think the Chargers win that one. I think they're gonna pile onto the Chiefs' misery a bit. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna roll with the Chargers in the over. Um, I'm gonna take the easy way out and choose the Chiefs. I think the Chargers are a great team, um, and like you said, much improved from last season. But I think Patrick Mahomes comes out and takes over with all the weapons he has. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to agree with Hayden. I think the Chiefs are just going to roll them over. I think it'll be close. I don't really like the Chiefs on a six-and-a-half-point spread there, uh, but I absolutely love, like, 56 total points is completely doable. That's 28 per team, yeah. 100%, over, easy, no questions. Uh, I've got the Chiefs. I just don't think the Chargers are mature enough yet to come in and, and take away that crown from the Chiefs, so I definitely have the Chiefs there. Um, next game, we've got the uh, the Saints and the Patriots. So uh, Patriots are three-point favorites, and the over-under is 41 and a half. 
Yeah, I think like we talked about earlier, it's been pretty hard to get a read on the Saints yet. Are they good? Are they not? I think this will be a better, we'll get to have a better idea after this week of if they are a good team or not. I'm excited for this one. That Pat secondary is no joke. And I'm excited to see how Jameis comes out after last week. Mac Jones hasn't not really impressed me terribly. Um I mean, I think they're being pretty cautious with him as a rookie QB, but I would like to see them, you know, open up the playbook a little bit more for him. I do think the Patriots probably take that one, but I'm going to go with the under. I think it'll be quite the low scoring uh, affair. I'm taking the Saints on the under. And the only reason is is because I think Alvin Kamara is going to have a game. He did, he had five yards rushing on eight carries. Uh, last week against Carolina, I think he breaks back out and takes uh, takes care of business, and the Saints pull off a, a little bit of an upset. Yeah, you know what? I've got the Saints winning it too. I think you know what? Bill Belichick's an awesome coach, but I don't uh, I don't know if they can. I think the Saints bounce bounce back in a Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers type of way. Uh, I like the over. I think forty two points is definitely manageable. I mean, we're talking twenty one points a team. Um, I think that's definitely manageable, so I like the over on that one. Uh, Next game here, we've got Washington and Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo, no surprise, opening as nine-point favorites and the over-under of 45-and-a-half. Yeah, I mean, I think the Bills have looked really good. They absolutely thrashed my Dolphins last week. Um, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, I mean, you know what you're getting with them. Um, I think like Hayden talked about earlier, I'm looking for the Washington defense to kind of, you know, have that mm-hmm. statement game to really, you know, I think they were one of the first defenses realistically that's coming off the board in fantasy. And I think a lot of people are going to be pretty disappointed with uh, their output so far. Uh, so I'll be interested to see if they can really live up to the hype there. Um, I mean, Taylor Heineke looked, he looked pretty solid. He was, you know, against, uh, against the Giants last week. But I'm still not sold on him as a guy who's going to really win you a lot of games and kind of be that X factor that you need. That Bills defense is pretty good. So I am going to roll with Washington. And what was the uh, over-under again? So we're looking at an over-under of 45 and a half. Yeah, when I think, you know what, I think when you've got the guys on both sides of the ball that the uh, Washington football team and the Bills have, I think that over is very achievable. So yeah, I'm going to roll with the over on that one. I'm going Bills, and I'm going the under. Um, I'm thinking Washington's defense bounces back a little bit and has a solid week. And also, how about that Bills defense? Like, I know it's Miami, but to put up a zero on defense, like, that's uh, that's something. So, for that reason, I'm taking the under. I think uh, the Bills take care of business and limit Heineke and what he can do. Yeah, you know what? I've got the Bills. I've got the over. I think that Washington D kind of came in with that reputation, but I think they kind of need to to put up or put out, right? I think they need to sort of uh, put some points, do some do some damage on defense, which they haven't really been able to do so far. Uh, I mean, you give up 29 points to the Giants. I mean, that's definitely not a fantasy, uh, uh, yeah. a, a, like, a, a look you like, really. Not a flex at all. Uh, not a flex at all. No, absolutely. So I think I've got the Bills. I've got the over. Uh, our next game here, another divisional game, or sorry, not divisional. We've got the Miami Dolphins taking on the Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are only four point favorites, so I uh, not a huge fan of that. Uh, but forty five and a half for the over. 
Eric, why don't you start as a as a reigning Dolphins fan? Yeah, I mean, last week was tough, too. It gets knocked out first quarter. Uh, Jacoby Brissett yeah. comes in. Um, I mean, the Bills have been our kryptonite for years. They've absolutely dominated us. Um, so I was not expecting a win there at all. Was I expecting it to be that bad? No. <laughs> We've got big O-line problems, um, which I think are going to continue. I mean, to be fair, every team's dominated the Dolphins. Yeah. Oh, the last geez, so right. cheap oh. shot. All right, yeah, that's a very cheap shot. But um, you know, I'm gonna roll. I've got to. I've got to roll with my fans. I've got to manifest this positive. You know, I, I've got to put these positive vibes out in the world. So I'm gonna roll with the fans. Um, although I do think the Raiders are legit, but I think that the Dolphins are more legit. Um, if two is in there, we win. If Jacoby Brissett's in there, I'll probably turn off the TV and go cry. Um, but I'm gonna roll with the fans. I'm gonna roll with the over. I got the Raiders. Um, I really, I don't think Tua is going to be back. I don't know. I like he got carted off after he went to the sidelines and stuff. So I'm, yeah, I'm pretty worried about what that means for him. I haven't seen any updates uh, after that, but I'm taking the Raiders, and I specifically wrote in these notes here, barely under. Oh, so you're taking it I'm close take, to the over? Yes, there. it's going to be close, but I'm taking the under. Yeah, you know what? I as much as I hate it, I now hate the Raiders for beating uh, beating the Ravens there. Uh, but I definitely have the Raiders winning this one. I, it doesn't look good. I mean, he's got rib injuries for Tua. I don't think he plays this week. And you know what? I don't. So without Tua, I don't think they really stand a chance. I don't think Jacoby Brissett is legit. Um, and I probably like the over that Brian Edwards kid has been really impressing me lately in his in the first two games of the year. Uh, he's been doing pretty good for uh, for Vegas, so I like to see Derek Carr have a huge day. Maybe the Dolphins put up a couple points. Miles Gaskin might get a touchdown or two. Who knows? Uh, but I definitely like the over. Uh, our next game here is the Jets and the Broncos. Uh, the Jets are 10.5-point underdogs, so I think that's the biggest one of the week. Yes, it is. I mean, I would almost argue that the Jets are the worst team in football right now. Um so I, that's a pretty easy one for me. I've got Denver, uh, and over a 41, don't really like it. Probably taking the under there. Um, I think that's a pretty, pretty safe one for me. What about you guys? Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, I think the Broncos can't believe their luck last week. They get the Jaguars this week. They get the Jets pretty much as two free of a wins as you're going to get in the national football league. Um, until they get the Ravens in two weeks. Yeah, I believe. yeah exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm taking them. I think they're going to be off to a three and zero start. Um, the Jets, yeah, they've looked they've just looked terrible. Zach Wilson, I mean, they feel feel bad for the poor kid. He's got no O line. He's running around there like chicken with his head cut off. But um, yeah, I'm taking the under there too. I don't think that Broncos offense is a high powered offense as much as the Jets nope. are not good. I think that's going to be a pretty tough game on the eyeballs. But yeah, Broncos uh, Broncos roll on that one for me. Yeah. I got basically the same as you guys. I'm taking the under with the Broncos taking. I don't think I've seen an easier first three weeks in the NFL Giants, Jaguars, than the Jets. That is something else. I don't know who came up with the schedule here, but Vic Fangio's paying off the schedule. Yeah, Here's yeah. Another, hot, another conspiracy hot take. <laughs> yeah, here. that is uh, that's something. No, I, when they when they got the uh, Ravens there and the Steelers, then the Raiders. That's uh, really going to show their true colors there, but they definitely win against the Jets. Uh, all right. 
Uh, we got another good one here. This should be a really good game, actually. You've got Seattle and Minnesota. So, really close spread here. Uh, Seattle's only two-point favorites, and you got an over-under of 55.5. Personally, I like Seattle. Uh, I think uh, Minnesota's kicking has been their downfall for way too long. Uh, I mean, you miss that field goal. That hurts. Uh, and I love the clip of the Minnesota radio announcer thinking that they made it and then they didn't. Um, so I've definitely got Seattle. Uh, I really like an over of 55 and a half, though. I think that's super attainable for those offenses. I think Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen have uh, absolutely been lighting up the league this year, especially Adam Thielen. He's got touchdowns in back-to-back weeks. Uh, I'm definitely rolling with Seattle, and I'm definitely rolling with the over. I'm actually going to take the Vikings in this one just because I don't, you know, they've played, like Kirk Cousins has played well. They've played well. Unfortunately, the kicking game, like you said, has been a little bit of a letdown for them. I don't think they deserve to be 0-2, and I think they're going to come out hot this week. Um, So I'm going to roll with the Vikings. Uh, Obviously, the the Seahawks are a great team, but I think the Vikings, I mean, you never want to, I mean, you never really want to be 0-2, but you especially do not want to be 0-3 in this league. Um, so I think yeah. they really need a win, and they're going to come out with their pants on fire and uh, steal one from the uh, from the Hawks there. And you got the over or the under? Yeah, I think it's going to be that's going to be an offense, you know, kind of uh, balls to the wall game there for me. Yeah, I got the Vikings, and I'm taking the Ooh. over. And I wrote in brackets here: Seahawks lose an OT again. So, oh, yeah. that is a hot take. Yeah. That so Vikings, wow. Vikings back at home after. You know, that's uh, they lost by three in the first week and then lose that stupid game against the Cardinals by one. I think it's a tight game. The Seahawks are a quality team, obviously. We all know that. But I think the Seahawks lose in overtime. Joseph redeems himself, hits a kick in overtime at home, and the Vikings win. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right. So moving on here. Uh, our next game, this is what I call the game of the week. I still agree. Uh, definitely a toss-up between this one and the next one. But you've got the Bucks coming in at the Rams at SoFi Stadium. Full crowd. Bucks are one-and-a-half-point favorites. You've got an over-under of 55-and-a-half. Uh, I'll leave it to you guys. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I just want to say that stadium that they play in is absolutely incredible. That thing yeah. is just – when that thing is packed, it is just a whole other dimension. Um this is a tough one because I, this is going to go. This can go either way. I mean, you got two just great teams um, with the way the Bucks have been playing. I think it's pretty impossible to pick against them until they show otherwise. So I am going to roll with the Bucks. I think, of course, it's going to it's going to be the over there. I think it's going to be a very high scoring affair, and it's going to depend on which quarterback makes better decisions with the ball. Which, of course, you're going to have to say that Tom Brady is probably likelier to you know hold on to the ball better than Matt Stafford. Yeah. I also got the Bucks. Pretty much the same explanation. Um, Mark Smido has Travis Kelsey and Gronkowski as his two tight ends. And <laughs> in a in a one tight end league, let's yeah, clarify. In one, a one tight end. Tight end so he's league. got Gronkowski sitting on the bench, and he's just been going off. He's got to trade him away. He's got it, yeah. and, he, and I I think he's trying to. Anyways, um, can't believe. I don't know. I just I, it's impossible to go against the Bucks. I I think in like uh, just like Rick said, until someone proves me wrong, then I'm taking the Bucks and pretty much anyone they play against. Yeah, yeah. 
Totally agree. I've got the Bucks easy over at 56 points for the over. I, easy. Easy, not even a question. Easy money. Go get yourself some extra cash there. Um, all right, Sunday night here. Uh, we've got Green Bay at San Francisco. So the team that passed on Aaron Rodgers and is now starting Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance, who knows. Uh, but you've got uh, the 49ers are actually the favorite here. At three and a half points. I don't understand how that's the case. I completely disagree. I don't know who's making these odds. Uh, and you got an over under of 49 and a half. Yeah, I'd have to roll with the Packers there. I think that's, I'm surprised to hear that as well. Um, the, yeah, I'm not sold on the 49ers yet. Obviously, they are 2 and 0, oh, but they did, let's, let's be real, they played the Eagles, they played the Lions, and they barely beat both of them. Yeah. So, do I think they're going to roll in, you know, and beat Green Bay? No. Um, but yeah, that's going to be another. I mean, there's a lot of, I know I've said about a lot of games this week. There's a lot of good games this week. I think that's yeah. going to be just another one. But yeah, I mean, obviously you have that Rogers kind of you know backstory there. I think he's going to want to come in and stick it to them one last time as a Packer. Um, I'll take. Well, what was the what was the over under again? Uh, Forty nine and a half. I'm going to go with the under. Um, I think that that's a tough one. That, that's a really tempting line there. But I'm going to go with the under, and I'm going to take the pack. I am taking the favorites here. I'm taking the Forty Nineers and. I have in this situation. If you're going to take the 49ers, I feel like you have to take the over because the only way they're going to win is if they can outscore Aaron Rodgers. Um, I got a hot take on the Packers, which we I can share later, but it might surprise you. Okay, all right. I'm excited to hear that. I've got the Packers. I've also got the under. I think that 49ers D is is half decent. Uh, they're not great, but they're not terrible. Uh, I've got the Packers. I've got the under. I don't think Aaron Rodgers needs to put up that many points to beat the 49ers. Uh, so I've got the Packers. I've got the under. Uh, and now moving on. This one hits a little close to home for you there, Eric. We've got uh, we've got Monday night. We've got the Eagles going into Dallas, uh, AT&T Stadium. Time, Cowboys are prime time. Probably the only prime time game the Cowboys are going to get besides the opener. Um, Cowboys are four-point favorites. you got an over-under of 52 what do you guys think? I mean, the Cowboys are going in there and they're just, they're absolutely laying a beating down on the Eagles. Fuck the Eagles, first of all. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that game's going to be a bloodbath. Dak is, you know, Dak's going to be the MVP this year. Let's just get, also get that out shut of the way your, as well. Shut your fucking mouth. I mean, just literally shut up, dude. Like, not even close. <laughs> the Eagles, I mean, they, yeah, they, of course, they kicked the shit out of the Falcons. Um, and then they, you know, they had a, I mean, that game against the 49ers was pretty rough. Uh, Jalen Hurts, like, I mean, Nick, I know you're a big Jalen Hurts fan. He didn't do anything special for me uh, last week against the 49ers. And also, Miles Sanders doesn't look, you know, like he's going to have a great year either. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I got to roll with my boys. I'm pretty much going to be picking them every week. You know, like I said earlier about the Dolphins, I'm, I'm putting up positive energy. And I'm expecting the universe to reward me. So Cowboys and the over because the Cowboys are going to put up at least 40. Hmm. Oh, my God. All right. I know, hey, I'm going to let you go. Yeah. I'm just you need like, a, you I, need don't, a I don't even know what to say. Yeah. I don't even know what to fucking say. <laughs> I got the Cowboys. I'm hitting the over. You know what? Like, Hertz is I, – I like, I like to watch him. I like to watch him as a quarterback. I think he's entertaining. But I don't think there's any way that the Cowboys don't win this. And – I'm pretty sure I already said I'm taking the over. 
Yeah, you know what? I mean, I'd love to take the Eagles just to fucking piss off Eric, but <laughs> you know what? I got to take the Cowboys. I think the Eagles had an awesome week one. Jalen Hurts looked phenomenal, uh, but then you go in and you only put up, what? What was it, 17-6, 17-9? 17-11. 17 so, no, nah, not a big fan. Um, probably looking at the under for me. Uh, I think the Cowboys will do okay. I don't know if Zeke still got it. Uh, I've got the Cowboys. I've got the under. I don't think the Eagles will put up a ton of points on that Cowboys defense. Uh, and yeah, that's that's my that's my spot. There you go. And also, Eric, fuck you for that trade offer trying to send me <laughs> fucking trying to take AJ Brown for me to return me Gronk when I already have Hawkinson. You can fucking well, Gronk's a better Gronk's re- a better tight end than what you have. Yeah, but you're not getting AJ Brown. Well, you're the one who said at the beginning of the pod that you're worried about his production. I am worried about his production, but you're still not fucking getting him. Just get out of here with that guy. You know what? This is why I've won three years in a row, and I've beat you every single year because you make calls like this. Especially, like, need I remind you, sending me Aaron Jones and what turned into Ezekiel Elliott for basically for AJ Brown. I'm just, I I didn't want to say it, but I had to say it. This is why I'm the three-time reigning champ. A little bit of beef. Do you ever have everybody listening in this league, in this podcast, you know those people in your league who just send you awful trades, and it's like, it, it's not even remotely fair. They're trying to trade you their kicker for, like, Patrick Mahomes. And it's like, yeah, that, that's Eric in our league. That, that Those are the trades that Eric sends out. And he wonders why nobody wants to trade with him anymore. So, And yet, I have the most completed trades this year, and no one likes to trade with you. But you know what? It's fine. I know I'm the champ, and you're, you're not. So it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> wow. All right, Aiden, let's hear your hot take. Let's hear your uh, Aaron Rodgers hot take here. Okay, you're going to promise that you won't just immediately kick me out of this podcast. <laughs> we promise. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, my finger is definitely on okay. the boot button here. So, uh, just yeah, just be just, ready. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. the NFC North, I should say this before, this is more of a season prediction. This is not a week three prediction. So, season prediction, the NFC North is the new NFC East. No way. Oh, oh my. Yeah. Hey, hey, Hear me what, what, shape, what shape is Italy in? Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> it's a weak division in my mind. I don't have a clear favorite. I think it's going to be tighter than people think. I do think the Packers are going to win, but I think it's going to come down to those last couple weeks. The Packers play the Lions. The last game of the regular season. I think that's what seals it for them. I think if I'm, I went through their games, I'm predicting they finish 10 and 7. That is my thought on the Packers. They make the playoffs, but I think things get a little bit tighter. And I don't, the Bears, I was looking up, the Bears have the third hardest schedule in the NFL. The Packers have the fourth. So <laughs> that's my thing. I'm going to stick with it. We'll see what happens. Obviously, the NFC East is the worst division in football. But the NFC North, they're not too far behind. Wow. That, that is a hot take. Nick, What's uh, can, can you top that? I don't think we're going to be able to top that on the pod here. Uh, you know what? I don't think I'm going to be able to top that. Uh, but if I'm just looking around... Uh, I didn't really have a hot take prepared. I mean, pretty much everything I say is a hot take because I'm all for the Ravens winning. Uh, But you know what? I think my hot take is going to be 
that I think that if we look at the NFC and we go to the NFC West with the 49ers, the Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks, I think all four teams from that division make the playoffs. I think that the Cardinals and the Seahawks both get wildcard spots, and I think that that whole – that whole division there in the NFC West, I think they all make the playoffs this year. Wow. That's, that is, I yeah. think you topped it. I didn't think you were going to be able to top it, but I, I think you topped it. That is that is a spicy one. At least in my hot take, I still have the Packers making the playoffs. <laughs> you know? Jeez. Wow. Wow. You know what my, my hot take is for this week is, I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be able to pull six wins out of their ass this year. I think mm. they go six and eleven, and I think that I think they're going to figure things out. I think Trevor Lawrence is just way too good to be playing this bad, and I think that they do have they got a good receiving core, they got some good running backs, they got a somewhat okay offensive line. So I think I Jags fans, I think things are going to be all right. I think you pull six wins and have a respectable season this coming year. So I'm going to just tell you right now that that's not going to be the case because if you look at their next games, they play the Cardinals, they play the Bengals, they play the Titans, they play the Seahawks, they play the Dolphins, they play the Bills, they play the Colts, they play the Niners, they play the Falcons, they play the Rams, they play the Titans again, they play Houston, they play New York, and they play New England, and they play the Colts one more time. I hear six I that, wins in there. I hear six wins. I think maybe they beat the Jets. The Jets, the Texans, both the Colts yeah. games. They, they take one against the Titans, calling it right now. Wow. You think they beat Caden? You think they beat the Colts both yeah. times? If Carson Wentz, is, healthy... if Carson Wentz is out, I think everyone's beaten the Colts both times. Let's, let's no, be real. No, I don't. Think last last game of the regular season, wrong. the Jags are at home. I I think they did get that one. Depending on the situation, if the Jags are looking for that first overall pick, or yeah. depending on how things are going, maybe they start dropping off. But if they can steal a game in the next, I don't know, like three or four. Like, if they could beat the Bengals or the Dolphins? They're beating the Bengals for sure. You think so? Okay. Yeah, I think they just need to get one, and then they're going to start, you know, they'll start oh. playing better. They just need that first win under their belt. Okay. Oh, what a hot take. I mean, I don't know. I, I completely disagree with both of you guys. So you <laughs> and we both yourselves. disagree with you, so it's perfect. Yeah. 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 So you can go fuck yourself right back. Yeah. <laughs> Well, boys, I think that pretty much brings us to the end of the pod. I mean, I'm excited again for this week. I think we've just been really blessed so far with just, you know, two solid weeks. I'm looking for that to continue. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, let's see how it is. I'm, I'm excited for that Texans-Panthers game. And then, I mean, of course, you could not ask for a better ending than that Cowboys-Eagles game. That's the one everyone wants to see. So let's let's see how we do. I mean, I think we, we put out. I some... thought the hot takes were over here. Come on, <laughs> we put out some spicy takes this week. So we'll have to see. We'll have to. I'm excited to see who who wins the uh, the prediction battle this uh, this week. So what what's yeah. Hayden's number to beat? How did Andrew do last week, Nick? Uh, so Andrew actually had 11 wins. Ooh, he right. had 11 correct choices last week. All right. Well, we'll see if Hayden can uh, if Hayden can can assert him from his title, and it might that might have to be how we invite people back. It's going to be who's a, who's a winner and who's not. We only want winners on the pod, so that's absolutely. 
<laughs> All right, boys. Well, hey, Th- Hayden, thanks for jumping on. It, it was an absolute pleasure getting to uh, chat with you this week. And yeah. enjoy the rest of your week, boys. And let's uh, let's do this again next week. Absolutely. See you later, boys. Yeah. Cheers.